Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Okay, so I did something I've never done before. And you know what? It might jinx me because, you know, we've had three, some would say, successful years of this podcast. People do seem to really like this podcast. And we have never, um, we're not preparers, you know? That's, oh, Sarah. Yeah. Sorry, Montana just texted us that she forgot to tell you she bought you three of like Apple iPod headphones like these. If you oh. want to not wear, they're, they're in your office right now. If you want to wear those instead of the big head ones. Okay. I'm going to just go with this for now because I'm too lazy to go downstairs. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, you know, mom is supposed to be um, helpful. Your unpaid nanny. Unpaid nanny, chef, driver, all the things. Because yeah. Valentina just needs a driver at this point. The amount of driving, the amount of driving, I think I've driven 300 miles just this weekend. Yeah. Um. So mom is supposed to be helpful. That is why she's here you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I haven't seen her in a while. And Tommy went to Florida because he is a Florida resident. I mean, I think he probably lies. He's probably not even a Florida resident anymore. He just says that so that he can be gone all the time to beautiful Florida where he's, you know, on the beach right now. Right. <sighs> Anyways. So mom shows up and I'm like, this is going to be great. She's going to cook some great meals. Well, she was out of town for a week, right? Over New Year's Eve when we were in Cabo. She went to Austin, Texas. And then she came back and she was going to stay with you for a week. Exactly. So I'm thinking home-cooked meals. I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm going to Pilates this weekend because she'll be able to take V to volleyball. I, in my mind, I've got By it all. By the way, I was even thinking about her home-cooked meals. I was thinking like, oh, maybe Sunday night I'll go over to Sarah's and mom will cook. Right. So she shows up with all of her shit. I welcome her with open arms. As you should. She's an unpaid employee. Mm-hmm. She, well, she also like eats for free. I pay for the groceries. <gasps> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't pay for her services. No. And do so you let her eat the meals that she cooks? You're saying? Well, I ration her. I ration everybody mm-hmm. because these. No, we know. We know. You walk into Sarah's house, you go to grab a piece of chicken or something. She's like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> the kids are probably going to have some of that for lunch. That's a really big piece. You're going to eat all of that? <laughs> Like, it's not like a, like a chill household where you come in and you're like fed. You're like, you're really told what not to eat. Well, inflation is crazy and groceries are (laughs) insane. Okay. Groceries are insane. (gasps) I go to the grocery store to get fruit. I walk out. It's a hundred dollars of just saying it can't say Sarah's the hostess with the mostest, you know, she's not like, you know, it's like you're walking in and she's like, what can I get you? She's more like, why are you looking in my cabinets? This is a a BYOB situation. Mm -hmm. Bring your, come over and be like, what's for dinner? She's like, I don't even, I'm not hungry. Like you could, you could post me something. <laughs> By the uh, way, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to relax until I know I'm, I want pizza. You know, it's Sunday. The gold, mm. the golden globes are on. Oh, uh, Taylor. I could, Swift. I could come over for that after this. I could come over and watch some golden globes and eat some pizza. Do you want to invite me? Oh, hmm. let's have a thought about that. Let me, let me. Let me, let me process that and then I'll let you know soon. Mm-hmm. Well, my bestie just left for the airport, so I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Wait, hold on. I'm just thinking about this headband that I was wearing last night and I kept getting compliments that my hair looked cute and I think I need to go grab it and put it on so that I can look cuter for this podcast. I'll BRB. Wow. She went out. She has a whole social life that I know nothing about that I don't get invited to. She's gone, but when she gets back, we'll find out. It was probably a Russian a Russian dinner. 
We'll wait while she grabs her headband. I can't wait to see this headband. Let's see it. I wouldn't say I went out. I would say I went out to dinner at the restaurant Marvin with um, some friends. It was really cute. It felt like a little New York night. It was Nora and Scott and me and Simon and Sophia and um, Lauren Casson and Alex Casson and then this guy Josh Kopowitz from New York. Did Rob, uh, did Rob not get the invite? I feel like he's usually included in that. You know, Rob did get the invite. Actually, I believe he planned the dinner, but then he double booked the dinner with something else that he um, was more excited to go to. So he ended up bailing and then we all went to dinner without him. Oh, so he had a a better invite. Yeah, bigger, better deal. Can I just say, I like that energy for 2024. I'm I'm all about that. I'm going to start living my life and doing the things that make me happy, not the things that I feel like I'm supposed to do. If I have dinner with you, for instance, and I get a more exciting invite, I'm going to take it. A better offer. Yeah. The days of being like, oh no, sorry. You know, let's just say plans, you know, like a big celeb or something. I'm like, oh, she always has really good food. She always has a good thing. But I said yes to this other thing. I've got to be a good person. I, I'm not going to do that this year. Okay. So you're done even trying to be a good person. Sorry. It looks like you're putting dental floss in your hair. What is happening? Well, listen, last night, this restaurant was very, very warm. Mm-hmm. And I took my hair tie out. I untied it and I put it around my head. It turned into a headband, and I just kept getting compliments all night. And so I'm like, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna reimagine it. I mean, Wait, I'm gonna re, re, redo it. Sorry, is that a so that's a, a hair tie that you turned into a headband? Yes, very DIY. It's cute, but you know what? You just your skin is good because you're pregnant, so you've got all that progesterone uh, flowing through the body. Which you know, progesterone—that's the thing. When you get older and your progesterone drops, the skin gets bad. That's why, Sarah. I'm gonna tell you something. I've never felt prettier. I know. I mean, I probably have like like a decade ago when I was 33 and peaking, but I know. I not only feel mm-hmm. great, I'm getting hit on. Like I'm getting compliments in like two different times I've experienced in the last three weeks. A guy or guys, multiple guys, checking me out, okay, making eyes at me. I make eyes a little bit back at them too, just to like keep their interest. And because it's probably never it's never happened really. So it's like it's so <laughs> exciting for you. You gotta like you got to really enjoy it. <laughs> I got to enjoy it. Yeah. And then it's like a movie. Like I stand up and I have like a pregnant belly, you know, and then they're obviously repulsed and disgusted mm-hmm. by me. But they, those like yeah. five minutes before they see the belly, it feels- it's like, it's like I'm exuding some kind of pheromone that they're picking up on. No, I'll tell you what it is. Your boobs are big. Your face, your your face is round. You're not, you don't look gaunt. You know, you've got that juicy butt, the, the, they couldn't see your butt, but yeah, it's, I, I, I always felt pretty in pregnancy too. Mm -hmm. So it's a surprising, um, benefit. Yeah. So as you know, we get a lot of feedback on the pod. People, Mm -hmm. I mean, people are basically tuning out because we don't finish stories. So Let's go back to also not skinny, but not fat texted me yesterday, um, a screenshot of a message someone wrote her where she said, uh, I can't listen to Aaron Foster's podcast anymore because of her saying, hmm, all the time. And I love her, but I just can't do it. I'm sad. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to stop doing it. I'm super critical of you and I don't notice that. So, but listen, people hate us. People love us, but people hate us. 
We are very um, outspoken politically, socially, and a lot of, for me now, if I don't agree with somebody, I still want to listen to them or follow them because I'm interested, you know? And I think, you know, what's funny is people will write me and they'll be like, fuck you, unfollowing, unfollowing, but yet they'll continue to respond to every single thing I post. I'm like, okay, so you unfollowed me, but now you're just stalking me. Mm. Um, I did something yesterday. I undid something that you told me to do years ago, which was allow anyone to respond to my stories. I have, I've, I've removed that off of my thing. I get too many messages of mundane, uninteresting things. Cute. Love that. Oh my God, I die. Oh, the LOL. It's like, it's like hundreds and hundreds of things that are all saying the same thing. So I've removed that and it will require that the person DMs me directly um, if they really have something that they want to talk about. I think this is a sign of maturity and high self-esteem and security because people leave that shit open because they want the compliments. Like I love when someone writes me saying like, girl, killing it. Love that top. <laughs> What's your ab routine? That fills my bucket that my, butt. Right. you know, so I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not there yet to turn those off. You know, I am not at that level of involvement to turn those off. So well done to you. That's great. No, I I enjoy those things as well, but it's almost it's like it's a you know, there's pluses and there's minuses and and it stresses me out more seeing a bunch of replies to the same thing saying the same thing, you know? Like yeah, it's I like to clear out inboxes. I like to clear out requests. Well, I don't so then it's just stressful. Look, I don't look through all my DMs, but when I do look at a DM, then I delete it. I don't keep that up. Of course. Okay. So going back to mom because we never, mm. we never finish stories. Actually, Laura, who works with us, that was, this was interesting. I said, what, what's your honest feedback on the pod? And she goes, I mean. No, you, you, you walked her into it. You said, do you think our, our solos have gone downhill? Be honest. Uh-huh. You know, you always like walk someone into what you want them to say. Yeah. But then I expect them to be like, oh my God, no, it's, they're amazing. But then she was like, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm listening, just going land the plane. I'm like, okay, okay. But no, I appreciated that. I appreciated her honesty. Yeah. And we do love to hear ourselves talk, especially you. Mm, I feel like you talk a lot more than me these days, but you should listen back. <laughs> <laughs> listen back and see what you see, you know? <laughs> you mean hear what I hear? Hear what to hear. Okay, so finish about your mom, mom. Unim- your unpaid yeah. intern. So she comes and and then um, she proceeds to start coughing, like like twenty minutes of her being here. Mm-hmm. You and, love to shame people for being sick, which is you know out of their control. Well, is it, it makes you, is it out of their yeah. control? To get on an immunity program, you know, like mm-hmm. mom's a pretty healthy person though. Well, not when she's here. So. So she, and you know, she does that thing that people do when they're clearly sick, where they're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, what's weird. It's, I think I'm, no, she even said this. She goes, I think I'm allergic to your house. She's said that many times. And then she goes, or could it be allergies? You know, it's like (laughs) nothing is more annoying than a sick person trying to claim allergies, claim something went down the wrong way. It's like, just fucking say you're sick. Well, so I know she probably has to do that because you're probably looking at her with, you know, daggers in your eyes. Why are you coughing? Every time she coughs, you're looking at her like, why are you doing this? Aaron. You know, so people feel the need to defend themselves when they're ill. Aaron, nobody wants to be around sick people. And especially since... COVID, no, no one wants to be around a coffer, you know? So it, I'm just saying within 20 minutes of her arriving here, 
she is a patient in the guest room and I'm waiting on her. I just brought her fucking tea. Oh, that's not okay. And I'm no. like, exa- you know, she is, she is not. No, you've, you've added another dependent in I, the household. I may, I have three kids this weekend and I am tired. Mm-hmm. You were looking for two kids and two nannies. Yeah. I also really wanted to see that Sydney Sweeney movie this weekend. I, I wanted to do it. I was going to walk to the mall. I was excited. I was going to see a matinee. Mm. You know what they say though? God laughs when you're making plans. <laughs> they do say that. They really do. And your plans, they were, they were compromised because yeah. of mom's illness. Yeah. Sad. So what I was also saying before when I lost track was that I did something I've never done before. I've written things down to remind me of topic or of just little things to talk about because I forget. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm very oh. forgetful. What can I say besides mm-hmm, to acknowledge that I'm acknowledging you? Well, I don't know. Maybe is do you think there's a connection to your humming with your snoring? Is this just is this just an, a much larger issue that's all connected? Well, I can't say that the humming would be you know like a an ear nose throat issue mm-hmm. um, because it's a choice I make. Well, you uh, hum, hum, I'll tell you, you hum on purpose when we're in a fight, when something happens and you're uncomfortable, then you start humming. And I, I truly want to punch you in the face when you do it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never I, hummed on purpose. I, I've had visions of punching you in the face. I'm Montana just, just said that it's, it means I'm an active listener. Thank you. <gasps> an active listener gives undivided attention to the speaker without distraction and encourages the speaker with phrases like, uh-huh, sure, mm-hmm. This is this listening style utilizes open-ended con- questions to clarify the speaker's message and paraphrase statements for understanding. I mean, so you're welcome, everyone. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. We can go with that. But I, I do have a humming problem. You and Tom Woods are the only two people who really have an issue with it and bring it up a lot. And uh, Simon well, doesn't really notice it. I mean, Jordan would never bring anything. She would never draw attention to anything negative having anything no. to do with you. That would, she has an apartment up your butthole and you have <sighs> one up her butthole. So, and also it's Simon. being supportive sisters. <laughs> no, no. And Simon also has an apartment in your butthole. So. My butthole is like very <laughs> occupied. <laughs> I have so many people up there. You got anyone living up by your the butthole way, or no? By the way, we've always known you got that big butthole. <laughs> what? Wait, this just reminds me today. I was walking, I, Valentine and I went to Earth Bar and we're walking to our car and to my right are about six, I don't know if we call them Gen Zers. They must have been between the ages of 18 and 22. So my worst demographic. We're walking by. They're having conversations about buttholes. And mm. and it's guys and girls. And one of them's going, yeah, I don't really have a lot of hair in my butthole. And, <laughs> and this is the conversation. And I'm looking at V going, wait, wait, a girl is saying hairy butthole? No, no, thing? this is like, a, this is like six people. It's like girls and guys. It just looks like a friend group. They're having their lunch. They're having their smoothie. They're just shooting, mm. shooting the shit. Like they're all just sitting in a circle, just shooting the shit. Just chatting buttholes. And loudly. And I'm with Valentina. You know that thing where they're kind of like walking and it's, they're speak, they're, these kids are talking loud. They're not whispering yeah, about course. their hairy buttholes. This is just, this generation thinks that nothing's inappropriate. Everything's for everyone. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Let's just basically scream about the condition of their butthole. 
And mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Valentina to think to see if she's gonna react, to see if she's gonna be like, oh, well, that's that's a little. She didn't. No reaction. No reaction. Because she's like, we talk about this all the time. Because she's just like part of, she's part of this. She's desensitized. She's just part of this clique of a generation where it's like, uh, it was, I was. Okay. Counter argument. I was very uncomfortable. But could it be healthy for people to not be so precious about their body parts and self-conscious and sort of open about things like that? Because in our generation, we would have been so embarrassed to talk about that. Maybe it's more, you know. Comfort, body, body confidence um, or butthole confidence. Yeah, no, I, I, I do feel pretty clear that butthole conversations should, they could be private or maybe whispered or you don't need to s- scream on a Sunday at two o'clock outside of earth bar. I now know what all six of their buttholes look like. Cause they were, mm-hmm. they were all talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of buttholes, I yes. did want to say it made me think of something for you. Oh, great. We've lost the guys, so that's fine. No, I actually think we've gained the guys. You know what I find? You know what I need? You know what needs a rebrand? Hmm. Justice for hemorrhoids. Oh. Now, let me okay. tell you. Let me tell you something. Somebody was talking about this the other day about pregnancy and all those things. So I don't know what your... I grew up where I was told that hemorrhoids are worms in your butt. Oh, so I don't think I've, I've I, heard that. I grew up thinking that, oh my God, can you imagine like I like you could have worms in Ew. your... Now, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Did you not... What did you think hemorrhoids were growing up? I think I've always thought that they were like... I think I probably thought they were larger than they really are. I think that I always thought they were like you know, the size of like a guy's balls, basically, um, outside your butthole of like, yeah, no, I don't know. hemorrhoids are, it's skin. It's literally skin. It's not, I mean, it's, there's an association. <laughs> Montana just said, I'm obsessed with Sarah being like, these kids shouldn't talk about this in public. And now you're talking about women's buttholes with worms and hemorrhoids on the podcast to thousands of listeners. Great point. Millions. No, sorry. I said thousands. Yeah. Um, well, I'm tying it into your pregnancy because you will experience it. I mean, if you've never had before, you will. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to tell you, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not worms. (laughs) Okay. But to be clear, I don't have them yet, but I think I have had one in the past, but it's tiny, tiny, tiny. My point Um, is it's just skin. It's not like, no, it's not just skin actually. No. It's it's like a part of your intestines or something Mm. coming, like sitting, like pushed to the the outside, something like that. Just because, don't you remember when we were younger, when maybe you didn't do this. I used to do this. I'd go to like Rite Aid with my friends and to fuck with them. I'd be like, oh, your hemorrhoid medications on, of I- course. you know, on aisle nine. And it was like the most embarrassing, whatever. And it's just, I just want to say to all you guys out there that have hemorrhoids, like it's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. But they do, I hear that they are really painful and I uh, do hear you get them in pregnancy. And I have already started to have a lot I of- I mean, um, they're not that, oh. pa- they're not that painful. Oh, okay. Um, I've started to have a lot of tailbone pain and like the back of my hips pain. It's very, very uncomfortable. Uh, so I have to buy a large medicine ball to sit on because it's like sitting is, is really taking its toll on me. How far along are you right now? I'll be five months next week. Okay. Is that early for that? Again, there's no rule. I did not experience these things at that point. Oh God. But when we were in Mexico, Simon was like, Sarah, were you as big as Aaron is at five months? And you're like, oh God, no, I was like, it wasn't that big at nine months. 
A few people did message me saying it is unkind that I am body shaming you. I'm not body shaming her. She's my sister. She 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 gets it. Do yeah. I? Do you? I don't know if I do. Yeah, but you guess what? You've never felt better. So Yeah, I feel I feel very body conscious. Nobody so. nobody can take you down because look at you. Mm-hmm. You're 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 living your best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's true. It's true. Second trimester bliss. That's what I've been hearing about. And I finally, I finally got there. Also, I don't know if you're gonna want to hear about this, but I am horny. Ew. It happened. Ew. I it don't- happened and I want to have sex. And it's like Simon's just so excited because, you know, he's like asking three times a day and I'm usually like making excuses. And now every time he asks, I'm like, sure, let's do it. I'm down. Listen, I'm going to just be real with you. I, I, we know we, I have intimacy issues. We know it's weird, but I don't want to talk about your sex life. It, I don't want to hear about it. Maybe the audience wants to hear about it though. I think it's weird how sisters, I mean, I think it's, I guess, great, but when family members have detailed conversations about the other sex life. I don't know. I just think it's weird, but that's probably just my issue. Um, No, I think it's like, I don't feel weird hearing about it from you, but I feel weird hearing about it from Jordan. In some ways, I feel like it's like the younger sister is weirder than the older sister. Oh, maybe because I don't want to hear about any of yours. No, but you're the oldest sister. Yeah. Anyway, I just kept thinking that wasn't going to happen. And first trimester, I was like, if you come near me, I will just kill myself. And it's not like, I mean, maybe it's for some other people. It's not like I'm like waking up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like dying to have sex. It's just that the idea of sex sounds like, oh, great, fun. It doesn't feel like offensive or upsetting, you know? Yeah. You also have like all your hormones are like raging, you know? So that's great. Yeah. Happy for you. Thank you. I wonder what it'll be like um, because you can't have sex for six weeks after you have the child. So, and then when you do, it's the most horrible, painful thing you've ever experienced in your entire life. I think I've told you. Yeah. You said it was like knives stabbing you. Yeah. Um, I think actually Simon will be patient because he was very patient in first trimester. Well, he, he has to be patient. There's nothing. I mean, it's, it's dangerous if you do it, you know, I had sex on the day of six weeks on the day. Oh, when we were in the Yellowstone trip. Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember you telling me about it. I cried. You're, you're pretty traumatized. It was horrible. So everybody's sick in my house. Um, Everybody except me and the children. That is that is uh, what's happening here. My mother is sick. The nanny's sick. Um, Tommy was sick. You know why? They're not taking high vitamins. The reality is, guys, and I've told you, that our kids are not, unless your kids are eating like the most balanced diet of all time, okay, fine, maybe they're getting all their vitamins and nutrients. But even then, I would say that they probably are not. My kids, listen, they just, I have to force broccoli down their throats like a couple times a week. But other than that, it's, it's not easy. So I feel a little bit better about the whole situation that they at least have their Haya vitamins. Now, a lot of the kids' vitamins are filled with sugar. Haya, I believe, 
They're the only brand out there that is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including, you know, the vitamin D, the B12, the C, the zinc, the folate, and all the other things that are supporting immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, the teeth, the bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, everything else you can imagine free. Um, It's for kids of all ages. It gets sent straight to your door. You don't have to worry about it. It just arrives. It's there. It has these cute little... uh, um, cartons that the kids can design with themselves with stickers or whatever. We have an insane discount for you guys. So I would, uh, I would just try it, try it and see how it goes. We worked out a very special deal with Haya for their best-selling children vitamin. You are going to get 50% off your first order to claim this deal. You must go to HayaHealth.com slash foster. The deal is not available on the regular website. You have to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash foster and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay. I just received a new product from Osea. It is a rich night cream and I am through the roof excited because that was the one thing that I was kind of wanting from them. We've got the Andaria body oil. We've got the cleanser. We've got the hyaluronic acid. We've got the rich, it's like their barrier cream, which is insane, insane by the way, to put on before your makeup. Overall, this skincare, you cannot go wrong with any or all of it. I'm I'm telling you right now, you are going to notice changes fast. You really are. The Andaria Algae Body Butter is like essential. It's kind of, it's the thing where you shower, you get out, you put it on and you feel hydrated all day. I put it on my cracked ass heels, put it on the heels. Incredible for that. Okay. So they have like a seaweed based approach to skin and body care. So it's over 27 years of seaweed infused products, safe for your skin, safe for the planet, safe for your kids, your teens. This is a great thing to get your teens on, okay? If your teens are wearing makeup, if your teens are having issues. I mean, I I recommend this for any and all ages. Right now, we have a special discount for just our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FIRST, F-I-R-S-T, at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, so you can try it all, and free shipping on orders of $60. Guys, that adds up. It's a good deal. So head to oseamalibu.com and use code FIRST, F-I-R-S-T, for 10% off. Let's on your little list. All right, I'm going to tell you the things that are on my list. It's a really not an exciting list. Hemorrhoids are on the list, though. Oh, well, mark it off. Um, okay, it is. Uh, all right. I have a hot take. Hot take. Okay. I'm into... I, I know what, you are, what you're going to say because you, you posted this last night. I was shocked by your post. Shocked. People were shocked. I'm getting... A... I was really shook. I am into Larsa and... His name is Marcus. Marcus Jordan's relationship. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. Wow. I don't know what else to say. They seem really in love. First of all, he 
is like adorable and very nice and seems like an amazing guy. No idea what his deal is because he seems kind of private on the show and you don't really know what he does. But but he really is very likable. Like I really like him and he seems really in love with her. She seems really in love with him. And I got to say, out of all of the couples, I really enjoy them as a couple. Well, they've been together for like six months, right? It's very different than people have been married for 10 years. Well, uh, yeah. So what do you think about her always wanting to have him around and throwing a welcome home party after he's gone for two days? It was five days. Oh, okay. Five days. It was five days. And um, yeah, look, that seems like something that would annoy you in real life. I know. I guess five days is a little excessive for a welcome home party, but it was sort of sweet. It doesn't, it doesn't trigger me or bother me. Hmm. Um, Any time that we lose a trigger over someone, it's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. I also want to start uh, separating a trigger from a feeling. We now just throw out a, the word trigger when it's really, no, it's just a feeling. It's not a feeling. <laughs> like, please, you know, the word trigger, trigger is triggering. I agree with that. My therapist doesn't like the word trigger. He likes to use the word like charged by something. Yeah. I don't know. I felt, felt like ch- I felt charged by it. Well, you saw that other thing I posted that I really love. Should we pull it up? People really liked it. She really, this, this woman really encapsulated, captured. captured how I feel. Please hold. We're holding. Everyone you dislike is not a narcissist because, you know, we love to just, that's such a great word to call somebody. Every unpleasant experience is not trauma. Having needs does not make you codependent. Disagreement is not gaslighting. Conflict is not abuse. Taking offense is not being triggered. Everything does not need to be normalized. Speaking like an HR memo is not self-awareness. I mean, is this woman, is she in my brain? Is she in my brain? I'm going to butcher her name, but we need to know it. I think it, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Sirut K. Chala. Why don't you spell it for people? S-E-E-R-U-T-K-C-H-A-W-L-A. We love her. We need to find out more about her. I think that's a great quote. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's true. It's true. Everyone is so which then sensitive. Everyone is so sensitive, which then leads me to another thing that I talked about. You really came with an agenda today. Yeah. I talked about it on TikTok because it really upset me. Um, Valentine and her friends. Oh, I got a couple messages from people being like, hey, no offense. Love the kids. But if this is going to turn into like a kid's podcast <gasps> or like a regular like kid's corner, I'm out. So we have a few people listening who hate my children or children in general. I mean, listen, like we, you know, for us, Josie's like, you know, so special to hear. But I I guess if somebody else was doing it with their kids, I'd be like, okay, enough with the kid thing. No, it's annoying. I know. I Listen, kids kids are annoying. So poor Josie. And everyone thinks their kids are special. Remember she said her... um, Dream is to like... One of her resolutions is to be on the podcast more. So we're going to have to just pretend like... We're recording her and we'll give her and we'll just, but then she doesn't. Oh, no. I know. We're just recording her, but like we're, 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 we're not hitting record. Although people did love jo- the Josie and Azuri together. People did love that. Yeah. 
Uh, Josie, yesterday, Josie and I were together, took her to riding. We had a really cute little day. She's been worrying about you a lot. Mm -hmm. Very worried about you. And Sarah on the phone said to her, Josie, it is not your job to worry about me. It's my job to worry about you. They got off the phone and Josie was like, can I have your phone? I just want to send my mom one text. So she (laughs) sends Sarah a text that says... I'm sorry, but I'm so protective of you being safe. I know I'm acting like your mommy, but just so you know, this is my job to protect you. It was I know. so cute. You um never responded. Well, because I think I FaceTimed or something, right? No, you didn't. Oh. We never heard from you again. People are arriving for the Golden Globes. And I can't see because I'm sitting here talking to you. I saw Jen Aniston, who looks... So beautiful. Oh, my God. Always does. Always does. And you know what? In her classic black, classic black, gorge, love. Um, Who else? Should we put the TV on? I don't know. Do we think this is a full priority? Okay, it's not. We could just, we're going to comment on like a Joan Rivers situation, you know, commenting on commenting on other people's outfits. Yeah, but think about it. This is going to come out a week later. It's going to yeah. come out on Thursday. And then everyone's going to be like, babe, we've we've heard all the reviews mm-hmm. of everyone's outfits. Oh, yeah. Montana, send us pics. She said I could send you guys pics. I say that you do your little reviews on Instagram. You know, a personal review. All right. Back to um, the story I was telling. So Valentina got in my car with... Just be aware you're also talking about your kids a lot. I also just told a Josie story, just for reference for those people that are like not into kids kid stuff. But this is relatable because just listen. So they get in my car. Okay. They proceed to talk about a situation that had happened in class that day. Long story short, they had a substitute teacher in one of the classes. Wait, Sarah, you told this already. No, oh, you told it on Instagram. Yeah, not on the pod, but I just a lot of people commented about it. A lot of people were weighing in on their thoughts. And it's just so devastating how teachers, especially substitute teachers, are just treated like animals. Yeah. The the, sure. the student has all the power. I literally said to the girls, I go, did the substitute teacher say, go to the principal's office. You can't fucking talk to me like that. You may not speak to me like that. Go to the office, right? Like how we grew up. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. That's not abusive for a teacher to say, go to the office. That's just par for the course. You're disrespectful in class. It's also not, it's not, it's not abusive for the teacher to say, you can't speak to me that way. Please leave the room. Exactly. And this student proceeded to berate the substitute teacher about how disrespected she was feeling. This all started because she raised her hand and the teacher said, put your hand down. I'm not taking questions right now, <gasps> which is... By oh the way, I, I, that is so not okay for a young girl to be told they aren't taking questions right now. Can I mean, you, that is not I, cool. Can you imagine? That's I know. actually traumatic. Mm-hmm. Traumatic. Traumatic to mm-hmm. not be able to ask the question you want to ask. Oh my mm-hmm. God. At that very moment. I, I know. And you know what? Our kids cannot live in a world where they can't ask every question they want to ask. When they want to ask it. When they want to. That isn't okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. What do you think it's doing to um, to these young people where... There's no accountability. They can turn their papers in when they want to. They can claim mental health to not do an assignment, to not show up at class, to get out of something. What is that going to do? And I'm asking the question. Maybe we don't know, right? Maybe this generation is going to excel and be so forward thinking and lead the charge in science and all the things. But I don't think so. I don't know. I think... My my first reaction is to, that I hate it and I think it's ridiculous and that the world can't function that way. But then when you just asked me the question, I just thought that, you know, 
everything is a reaction to the generations before. And after the depression, our parents' generation were raised with this fear of not having money and this fear of not being able to own a house and work became the priority and people started to revolt, especially, no, I was going to say actually people started to, um, especially as um, technology progressed and people became more and more accessible, right? Like somebody used to leave the office at five o'clock and go home and have dinner with their kids. And they weren't asked another work question until the next day at 9am when they went back to the office. We became more and more accessible, more obsessed with working. American culture is so focused on living to work. You go to Europe and it's like, you can't go to a restaurant during a certain lunchtime because they're, they're at lunch and they prioritize a work-life balance. And I will say that it might be a reaction to a very unhealthy dynamic that we've been born into, which is work obsessed. Because we know for a fact, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going like, oh, fuck, I wish I had like written more reports. I wish I had, you know, gone to work more. Like you're, you're, you're wishing you had enjoyed your life more. So there does need to be a balance. And maybe this generation is going to sort of swing in an intense opposite direction. But then we find some middle ground. There's got to be a middle ground. Exactly. Do I think that it's right the way that some children have to be you know, in school at 7 a.m. and they're there until three and then they have to take a, you know, after school sports and they have to take a bus to get home and it's Groundhog Day every single day. No, I think that this generation is, and not even just in this country. I mean, you look at how it, how it goes in China. I mean, it's, it's, these kids are so mentally and physically drained. Okay. I think that this is, I look at, I look at Valentina's entire grade and I'm most of them are so fucking sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. They're operating on a cylinder that is not even mm-hmm. um and they're so anxious. And they have such they have no social skills. And kids in school need to be like doing math and then doing gardening and then doing, you know, like like studies that help you in life that create a balance instead of you sit in recess and just like talk to your friends intensely and like there's mean spirited stuff going on around. And then you sit back in class and you learn, 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 learn. And then you go home and you do homework. It just doesn't seem like it's setting you up to succeed in life. Well, we've always said, where is the class about teaching you how to balance a checkbook? Now, I guess, totally. that's, I guess that's irrelevant now because now all the apps do it for you. But um, no, it's a, it's a weird time. But I do think, I mean, at least I can speak for myself in that I feel in a little bit of a unique position where I'm really prioritizing my work-life balance. I am not in a place where I want work to be taking over my life and stopping me from enjoying my life. I want the balance. Yeah, but Aaron, wanna... you're 41 years old. You worked to get to this point. You didn't have that luxury in your teens, in your 20s, or in your 30s. No, but what I'm saying is that me prioritizing my mental health, which I know is a, is a overused all the time. But what I mean by that is that I feel rested, that I feel relaxed, that I have time to read a book, that I have time to connect with my husband, that I have time to go out to dinner with my friends, and I have time to be productive and work. Um, It has felt really, really good. 
to have a boundary with people and say, I'm on vacation. I'm not paying attention to that right now. Or I'm going to go for a walk or I'll deal with that on Monday. Or I'm going to sit and read 30 minutes of a book because it calms my nervous system. And I think being pregnant has made me prioritize that so much more. And the truth is the work always gets done. It always gets done. And people feel like they can't wait to respond to something. I know, but you're in like, as I am, the 0.001%. The reality is the cost of living is so exponentially larger compared to people's wages. Yes, minimum wage has gone up. It needed to. That's great. But people aren't making exponentially larger salaries or incomes than they did 10 years ago. But the cost of living is up, I don't know, 30%. I don't want to, it might not be that. But people can't just relax. People can't prioritize. I mean, will our, will Valentina's generation be able to ever buy a home? I mean, these are like real questions. We don't so know. We were having this conversation at dinner last night. Like this guy who was at dinner with us, he was, he's in finance and he was looking around and he goes, everywhere I go, it's packed. And I think, how does everyone afford to do this? How's everyone affording to eat here? How's everyone affording to take that black Uber home? Like, I know. Is anyone ever going to own anything? Does it's, everyone just live in a tremendous amount of debt? Because it's so expensive to live and people are not making more money. Yes, you're absolutely right. I'm not saying that everyone is in a position to have the work-life balance that I have. I'm just saying coming at it with that frame of mind is healthier for people. And so if society as a whole can shift our focus to give more work-life balance, and maybe this generation is taking it to extreme, which they are, um, but maybe we land somewhere in the middle and it's, and it's better for people in the next generations. Well, we need to unpack why people, I would also, by the way, this isn't like a hating on young people. I, I feel like we sound like, you know, such cranky old ladies. like cranky Karens. You know, we, we, we just, it, it's, it's you guys, right? Like 20, 20 year olds listening, like you guys are the future. I mean, that sounds so, um, annoying to hear like, oh, you guys are the future, but you freaking are the future. So we just, you know, we, and I think that the people we're speaking to who are the future, um, you have a right to protect your mental health sometimes. Yeah. And you also are going to have to do things that you don't like to do. Yes. And you're going to have to do things that make you uncomfortable or make you tired or make you frustrated, or you're going to have to miss out on things. That's a fact of life, no matter what. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I think this is a good segue. Why the fuck are young people so obsessed and putting this woman, Gypsy Rose on this pedestal? Okay. I didn't know who Gypsy Rose was yesterday. I don't I don't really know who she is, honestly. So, so I can't really speak to it. Simon today was like, who is this? I, I really don't know. People were writing me going, are you joking? You didn't know who this was? I did not. I found out who this was yesterday. Because well, can, Montana, can you jump in? And do, I'm assuming you know everything on the internet. Can you like give us like context on why she's so socially relevant right now? Um, so there was actually a TV show a couple years ago called The Act about it. She essentially, her mom was like poisoning her. It's called like Munchausen by proxy, right? Yeah. And she like plotted with her boyfriend at the time to kill her mom. And then it, I think kids now, I think it got kind of a lot of attention because there was this big TV show like four years ago on Hulu about it. But why, but why now? She just got out of jail. Okay. Got it. So was that show really popular and she became popular from, was it a documentary about what happened? No, it was a, it was like actors like Joey King played Gypsy, who also uh, very big with young kids. So I wouldn't be shocked if like that also might be why. Yeah, but Montana, Montana, would you say it's all connected, right? Would you say, you know, Valentina's generation, all of these kids that are that are 
putting this woman in icon status. Would you say that it's just this ideology of like, you know, anti-establishment, fuck the police, fuck everybody, that mom deserved to die. Gypsy Rose took power into her own hands and she did what we all need to do. Like, is it that? The mom was poisoning her. No, no, the mom was clearly a horrible, 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 she was abusing her. I mean, the mom deserved to be in jail. Did the mom- The mom's gotta die. Right, but Montana, why do you think Valen, I mean, are you, uh, you know, Valentina was calling this woman her queen. So I don't know the context of Valentina saying that from my understanding. It's like kind of like a low-key internet joke. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like we stand gypsy, like queen, like kind of ironically, like in a funny mm-hmm. way. Like, so I don't know what Valentina, but that's the thing is that I find it funny and I know the difference between that. But what do 13-year-olds, 13-year-olds understand the layers of that? I don't know. Like Valentina might see people being like jokingly queen and then she being so young might be like, yeah, sure, queen. Like she doesn't understand. Right. She If she saw like Alex Earl being like my queen, then all of a sudden Valentina is regurgitating my queen just the way that I used to pretend like I was Kim Kardashian on voicemails in seventh grade. I, I think it's, I from my understanding, it's kind of like a, a mini joke. Like I'm trying to see if there's someone that we could like compare it to where it's like, you don't actually stand her. Like you just, mm. it's like kind of funny. But I will say that if she went to prison for eight years, which she did. Right, for she did her mom, time. She did her time. But uh, but that was the only way she could get out of the abuse she was experiencing. Then it does make sense that young people are like, you know, free Gypsy Rose. And she's owning it. Like I just saw an interview with her where she was like, I regret it. Like what I did was wrong. Oh. Like, you know, so like, and so I think she's, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, personally. Like, I think it's, like, she did go to jail. She did her time, like, like Also, said. the boyfriend killed her, not Gypsy. That poor boyfriend. And she's not And she's not with him anymore. She has a new boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Gypsy well, was I an mean, accomplice. He killed her mom for her, and then she's like, thanks. I, I, I'm done with you now. I think you're just feeling a little bit nervous as a mom who's, you know, um, has some interesting parenting methods and whose daughter has said, I hate you you're a little nervous, she might take it too far. And that's a fair fear. Yeah. All right, it's a new year. So I think it's a great time to look into what you got going on with your fertility. I think sometimes it can be a lot of pressure or a lot of anxiety to find the right doctor, to make the appointment, to go to the office, to wait, to do the blood, yeah, that, that that I'm not saying that that isn't important and that you shouldn't do that at some point, but I think modern fertility is a great first start to just see what you're working with. And you can do this in the comfort of your own home. No one has to know. No one has to be part of it. You take a test at home, you send it in, and you will get a plethora of information on what your fertility looks like. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make the right decisions for your body. I wish I had this test when I was like 27. I would have loved to know that things were going to kind of start going downhill earlier than normal. That's just the reality. Um, You know, we're supposed to go to our OB for our annual checkups, but checking with our fertility is usually something that we don't even think about until we're ready to have kids. You're going to get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, 
aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age. You're going to get other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash foster, you can get $20 off of your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA, HSA. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash foster. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash foster. Modernfertility.com slash foster. All right, guys, I know you've been wondering. I know you've been wanting to dip your toes into uh, the microdosing pond, the THC pond. Look, some people have been doing it a long time and we know how good they feel. We know the benefits of it, but I understand for some people you're a little bit nervous about it. Like myself, you're a little bit like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, feel weird. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. So, If you've heard of microdosing, which I'm sure you have, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better, okay? You know that kind of like just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, you know, like after you have your nice shower or your long workout where you are relaxed, where you are focused, where you have a little bit extra energy, you're kind of just in the zone, okay? Microdose can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. There are no synthetic cannabinoids, no isolated cannabinoids, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors, no GMOs, no FDNC dyes, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar alcohols. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code FOSTER. It's available nationwide. That's microdose, M-I-C-R-O-D-O-S-E.com, promo code FOSTER for 30% off and free shipping. microdose.com, promo code FOSTER. Okay, before we get to questions, can we discuss also another great segue? We're doing really well with our segues. You just said fear. Great segue. Um, Just as I was starting to feel a little more confident flying, just as I was starting to feel like- This is like just like topical bummers right now. Just as I was starting to go, no, turbulence doesn't take a plane down. You know, like being on the plane, not even really flinching. (sighs) A door rips off mid-flight at 16,000 feet. Also on, on Alaska, which we had taken two days before from Cabo. On a 737 Max, which let's just ground those fuckers. They are lemons. Uh, they've, they've been grounded. Well, they are they were back in service because it was just flying. <laughs> no, I mean, they've grounded it since. Why is, Has that specific plane had a lot of issues before this? That specific plane has crashed multiple times. That specific plane was grounded about a month into launching. 
And then it was put back in service years later after they fixed, I believe, something having to do with the tail or the speed, the speedometer or something like that. So I would say this plane, we got to just be done with this plane. If that door had of, if this had happened, this happened at 16,000 feet where um, depressurization happens, the pilots get their mask on right away. If this had happened at 500 miles an hour at 35,000 feet, people would have been sucked out of that plane. I didn't fully follow everything that you were just saying because I was looking at um, um, Margot Robbie's like Barbie outfit. I'm just like not feeling it. Oh, I I mean, are we taking the Barbie thing too far? I mean, she is really stunning. So it's really hard to say anything negative about her. I don't love her like boa. Is that? I don't love it, but she's so beautiful. Listen. She is beautiful. I just don't, and I was just distracted by. I like, that. I prefer to see her a little more classic, you know? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's not great. Anyways, I mean, what the fuck? Can you even imagine? Oh, also. I just don't know if I want to talk about plane crashes here. All right. Lastly, there were seven empty seats on a full flight. Seven empty seats on an entire full flight. The two seats next to the door that fell off were empty. Well, you got a conspiracy theory about it? I don't, I'm just saying, who doesn't want a window? Like the fact that there weren't middles, Mm, the the fact that there weren't middles who requested, there's there's never an open window because every middle wants a window instead of a middle. How the fuck were those seats not occupied? Let me know if you have a theory. I think you should look into a theory at least because I feel like you live for this. I just think it's crazy. Time for questionas. No, you're not ready. You got more topics to hit? Um, you, yeah, don't, I you, just, don't, you don't seem ready. You're not ready. I'm just feeling like I'm an Airbus gal. Montana, if you're listening, only Airbuses for me. Montana is listening. She actually texted us saying something about Airbuses. Yeah, I said Airbuses had a great rep after the Japan crash. Like apparently like the way people were able to get off was like help save all their lives. Um, and you guys fare buses a lot because and Sarah yeah. looks up what the planes are ahead of time. Also, that is a nod to the beautiful Japanese culture. They all survived because Japanese culture, they don't panic. They listen for instructions. They're also respectful to each other. They, they help each other out. They are respectful. They follow- Americans, we just like kick each other in the face and like jump over. Oh, you. I'm going to knock you down to get my fake Birkin that I don't want to leave behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, so- I wonder if that same thing would have happened in, you know, LA, at LAX. I don't. I actually don't know what crash we're talking about. Japan Airlines hit another plane on landing. Also, the plane they hit, it was a, a like an emergency uh, uh, aircraft, like, um, you know, like a hospital aircraft or a military aircraft or something like that. Horrible. People on that didn't make it. But every single person on the um, JAL airlines were fine. And the plane, the plane was fully engulfed. It caught fire, the whole plane on fire. That's crazy. Sorry, hold on one second. Someone just called me from the airport. What just happened? Uh, I was like, hello. And he's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. I was like, what? I thought something was wrong. He's like, we won with a field goal. There was two minutes left and he started going to like sports stuff. And I was like, you don't even care. Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, um, so who won? Taylor Swift's team or the other team? I don't know what team he was referring to, if I'm being honest. Oh, he's probably referring to the Niners, but I wasn't watching the Niners. I was watching the Taylor Swift team. 
Uh-oh. He, he must have been referring to the Niners, though. I hear Josie. <gasps> what does that mean? I mean, I'm going to have to tell her that people do not want to hear from her. Oh, God. Don't let her speak. I'm not going to. Do not let her speak. I mean, don't give her a microphone. People are going to be like, you know, unsubscribe. Um, all my Christmas decor has to come down. I'm devastated about it. I want to be that weird lady that keeps Christmas stuff up all year round. You are that weird lady and you did it last year and remember I'm I, good with it. Remember I had a you Valentine's till, tree? Yeah, you just switched it to Valentine's Day. And then Simon and I, when we pulled up to your house the other night, it was still covered in Christmas lights. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, they're still up. The only one on the block. And Simon goes, how much do you bet that they just stay up all year? And I was like, 100% they're just going to stay. They're I, honestly nice. They're beautiful. I just don't own them. I got a company to put them up. So they're oh. so they're coming to take them down. You think I did that? Sad. You think I did that fancy rap? No. No, I knew you didn't. But I didn't know what was going to happen with them. Oh, oh they're no, coming they're coming tomorrow. down tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I got one more night with my lights. Sad. Wow. It makes me happy pulling up to all those lights. I agree. Now, it's a bit of a, yeah, I guess that's fine. I was going to say maybe it like put too much of a spotlight on your house, but. All right, let's get to questions. Starts with no question. Just love your podcast. Wishing we were all sisters. That's cute. Oh, how to find a life coach like Sarah's good podcast with him. Guys, people love Josh Gibson. They didn't love me so much. They thought I interrupted (laughs) him too much, but Josh is fantastic. I will say I listened. Oh, and I I listened. Oh. I didn't finish it, but I listened to the majority of it. Oh. And um, I did want to hear more from Josh. I know. I did. I, I did want to hear more from Josh, but I know it's hard. I think I overcompensated. Long. I overcompensated because, you know, he had never done a podcast before. So in my mind, I was like, I don't want the audience to be, you know, uh, like I just felt like I overcompensated by trying to keep it, keep it moving and keep it whatever. But I don't need to do that. So I think we'll have him back. And we'll have him just answer audience questions. What do I need to be there for? I don't even need to be there. I can just guide him to the questions because he yeah. has such great advice. Yeah, I agree. Okay, just a random question I just saw in here, which just reminded me of a time we were lying to our listeners. Um, it says, update on Aaron's blood clot. So when I had a blood clot, I wasn't telling anyone I was pregnant yet. You lied. And it was, honest, you it was lied. so annoying it was very annoying that I even had to share at all that I had a blood clot, but there was a reason behind it. So mm-hmm. basically what happened was Sarah and I were scheduled to go to New York to, to record a live podcast uh, at Nordstrom with Jenna Lyons. And then I went for my, whatever it was, six, seven week checkup. And I had a blood clot in my uterus and it can make you miscarry. So I immediately had to go on bed rest and I couldn't fly two days later, obviously. And then... We were worried because Nordstrom and all these people, we had had thousands of people sign up for the event. So we didn't want to be assholes and just cancel. So I was asked to please, you know, go on Instagram and say, this is like why I can't go. I have a blood clot. And I was so annoyed I even had to say it because I didn't want to draw attention to it because all these people kept being like, wait, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? And I was like, no, I just have a blood clot. And then people asked for all these updates. That's my biggest fear. You have a blood clot. How'd you find out you have a blood clot? Was it in your leg? And I had to answer all these questions that I didn't want to answer. So then I had to lie. I'm a very bad liar. It was in my uterus. It's totally fine now. It goes away. It's kind of common, but can be very dangerous. That's the end of the story. Yeah. That was a, that was a tough lie. That was a tough lie for me. But guys, guess what? We are coming back. We're coming to Nordstrom, New York in February. I believe it's February 9th or 10th. And we have an amazing guest. Yeah, we do. We really do. So... So, uh, 
we'll let you know soon when you can sign up to come watch our very first live podcast at Nordstrom, New York City. Shop with us, all of it. Oh, it's on the 10th. Okay, I see I see one. Just tell me if you don't want me to if you want me to stop. But this says, what do you do when you get upset that you're not invited, even though you don't want to go? Okay. Get over look, it. No. Get over it. You shouldn't be upset. Aaron, I understand Aaron. the feeling. The feeling can happen and then you just let it go. Aaron, you gotta acknowledge yes. it is hurtful to not be included in something. I'm sorry. I was just dealing, Valentina and I were just dealing with this. She didn't get invited to this thing. And instead of me being like, Valentina, who cares? Move on. I had to acknowledge, yeah, that sucks. That hurts. And I am a grown ass woman and it still hurts my feelings when I'm not included in something. But I will say, as someone who plans dinners, plans birthday parties, a lot of the time you really, people are oversights. And people that I really like, people that I think are so cool, people that I really want to be friends with, you forget you forget to include everybody. So sometimes I always take it like, oh, I wasn't invited because that person doesn't like me or that person thinks I'm a loser or that person doesn't want to admit they're friends with me. I always go to that place, right? I, I lie to myself all the time. Remember how we talk about this? We tell ourselves lies all the time. And that is what I tell myself. that I wasn't invited because that person's ashamed of me. I wasn't invited because that person hates me. I wasn't invited mm -hmm. because- yeah, You're screaming. You're screaming, but I hear you. I'm passionate. I'm sorry. And as someone who I'm just saying, that's usually never the case. Sometimes it really is an oversight. So try not to try not to take it to a 10 how I take it. It doesn't always mean that someone hates it doesn't always mean that you're a terrible person. Sometimes it really is just the person didn't forget. So I think that in some situations it's okay to say, hey, Jen. Um, I saw that you had that fun dinner the other night. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say my feelings were kind of hurt to not be included. I would have like, would next time you do a dinner like that, like I'd love to come. Do you think there's something mm -hmm. where I think that that's a really mature way to handle it? No, no, I think it totally is. And I think that I'm not dismissing that it can feel really shitty to be clear in her question. She says to something you didn't even want to go to. Um, I totally know it can feel shitty. And it's probably not worth your energy because we've both been people who forget to invite someone. You can't always invite everyone to everything. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's worth being upset about. That's all I'm saying. Look, look, you can, what, as I just said, you can, you can, um, put yourself out there and acknowledge that you weren't invited to something, but you can also, there have been things where I am so upset. Like there have been trips where I'm like, wait, why wasn't I invited on that trip? And in the moment I'll be like, fuck that person. I don't even want to be friends with that person anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? A week later, I don't even care. And I'm glad I didn't say anything. We've gotten basically this entire pod. Every listener is on AG1 and feeling better. Okay. But a few of you haven't pulled the trigger yet. It's time to do it. It's a new year. Get your baseline of immunity to an optimal level. And you will do that with AG1. Okay. It is easy. You have no excuse because it is first thing in the morning, one scoop into your water. You can put it into your other things. I like the water because it's just quick. You chug it down and you are done. Each serving has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, 
probiotics, superfoods, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel, you're going to sleep better. You're going to feel more rested. You're not going to get sick as much. Your skin's going to be a little brighter. It's just, you don't realize how good you're going to feel when you have the optimal vitamins and nutrition, which you can get from one scoop of AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash foster. That's drinkag1.com slash foster. Check it out. I'm obsessed with Cometeer, okay? Let me just tell you something. I'm obsessed. So I am a coffee drinker. I love my coffee. I will never quit coffee under any circumstances. I just, I just won't do it. I love it. It makes me happy. But sometimes it's a pain in the ass to make, especially when you have people over, especially when you've already had your first cup of coffee and you're done and someone else in the house wants also a cup of coffee, but you don't want to have to go deal with doing the brew. Enter Cometeer. I was at a friend's house. I said, not to be annoying, but I'd really love a coffee. Within about 30 seconds, a beautiful, fresh cup of coffee shows up in front of me. I was like, did you, I didn't see you even had a coffee maker. Where did this come from? Turns out it was Cometeer. Cometeer is hyper fresh, flash frozen coffee. You can make it in seconds, okay? And it lasts. And you sort of think, at least I thought, I was like, wait, what? Frozen coffee? Wouldn't that be watery? But this was probably one of the most rich, it felt like dark roasted, strong cups of coffee. There are no machines or gadgets required. There is no cleanup, whether you're making hot coffee, iced coffee, lattes, whatever it is, this is your thing. You guys, you got to try this. You keep it in your freezer. You have a friend comes over, a guest or whatever. I'd like a cup of coffee. You just go to your freezer for the hot coffee. You are just dropping in the frozen pack and you are adding hot water. And that is it. Your coffee is done. This stuff gets delivered right to your door. You're going to thank me. Join the future of coffee with Cometeer and get a curated starter pack of their most popular roasts. Go to Cometeer, C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R.com slash foster to get a free eight pack and travel mug when you sign up. That is a free eight pack of coffees and a travel mug when you sign up to C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R.com slash foster. Oh my God, I have a crush on my friend's new guy. Oh, I saw that. Help. How do I stop the feelings? Okay, well, I'll say this. Fuck. I think a lot of the times you have to remind yourself, you do, a lot of the times I think you don't. I think your mind can play tricks on you. It's the same way when you go, you know, every time I've gone and done a movie, I'm convinced that I'm in love with my co-star, even though, I mean, I was in love with one of my co-stars who was gay. Okay, he was gay. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, I I feel- He wasn't gay. No, no, he was gay. He was gay. Gay, gay. Are you sure? I'm sure. And I still developed feelings for him. Nothing ever happened because he was gay. Oh. But you, you wanted know. to turn him. It's a normal feeling. It, but your mind can play tricks on you. So I think you have yeah. to step back. By the way, anyone you get to know well enough, you'll stop having feelings for them. Right. So you're watching your friend. You're there in their new thing. And you are glorifying him. You are putting him on this pedestal. It's yep. not real. It is mm-hmm. not real. And let me tell you, 
it is not worth blowing up your friendship with your girlfriend ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. So you need to- And you never know what can happen in the future. You don't do anything about it. You let it, you know, you let sleeping dogs lie and you let that relationship potentially run its course or they end up together and you speak out at the wedding. Like, you know, you'll figure it out. Right. It's a funny, it's a funny toast at their wedding to be like, not going to lie. I did consider, uh, trying to steal him from you, you know, like that. Well, actually, no, maybe that wouldn't go over that. Mm, Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not that. Um, but shit, that's never happened to me before. Has it ever happened to you? I'm trying to think. I don't. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I used to have like, I used to love to spend time with my friends and their husbands because I always felt like they saw me in this really positive light because they had me on a pedestal mm. and that I always felt like they were sort of safely flirty with me right in front of the wives. But I mm-hmm. always, I felt like I had this role in their lives as this fun, cool, outgoing charismatic person that they, you know, wanted to be around and wanted to be flirty with because they didn't really know what I was like in a relationship. And it was kind of like all the benefits without any of the reality. And, um, but I've never taken it too far. Mm -hmm. How to quit a job without burning a bridge. Okay. I lived my entire twenties by being so afraid to upset anyone, so afraid to make them not like me, so afraid. I advocated for everybody but myself in my 20s. I was, I stayed in bad relationships with representation, with men, because I was like, oh my God, I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. It's the same way I could sit there and and I could sit at a hairdresser's and say, I just like a trim, please. And they could proceed to then cut bangs. And I'd be like, oh, I love it. Because I'd be mm-hmm. too afraid to say, yeah. now I sit down, and I'm like, excuse me, why are you cutting two inches? I said, please only cut an inch and a half. You're, I see that you're-, yeah, you're now, now you're probably a little too aggressive. And yeah, now I'm probably a little too aggressive. But I wish I had a little bit more aggression in my 20s. There's nothing wrong with advocating for yourself. You are not happy in the job anymore. What is best for you is to move on. The best thing you can do is um, be honest. Do not- sh- Are you taking creatine again? No, I need to though, especially after okay. that thing you sent me. I know, but your testosterone seems high today. <laughs> it really does. Just feels like you're really fired up with testosterone. Okay. So, anyways, creatine is not testosterone, you idiot. What, is- what were you? T- what were you taking that was making you really aggro? You taking testosterone? <laughs> you got testy vibes today. I'm on a full. I'm on full. Hor- I'm on. F- now they cut two inches instead of one, and I say I didn't ask for that. It's like whoa! It's gonna grow back, babe. <laughs> oh my god oh. <sighs> so scary to be your hairdresser oh yeah for sure well how would you how would you handle um I honestly am very chill about my hair like sometimes they cut it and I literally am like eh, I don't really love it but I'll just like wear it in a bun well we did a hair deal I followed instructions I did it right and my hair looked incredible okay I'm sorry it looked amazing my hair looked so good that I've gone back to Walgreens to buy this because it's like was beautiful. You did it and you did it wrong and your hair mm-hmm. turned full orange. I, no, I think what was happening was like I was like doing fertility treatments or something and it was like the hormones like took the color weird and I fully turned my hair orange. No, 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 no. But this isn't one of those like, <laughs> you know, her hair, you guys, her hair was leprechaun. No, that's green. Her hair was, <laughs> her hair was 
It was you probably find photos of it. I, I, I gasped when it I was no, 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 no. When I saw it, I, I, I gasped. I couldn't hide it. I couldn't hide my horror of what oh, her God. hair looked like, you guys. And she was so chill about it. I would have. I thought it was funny. I would have moved to the North Pole if I had this hair. Okay. <laughs> She well, listen, it was COVID. It's like I wasn't going anywhere and I was just no, like, no, no, whatever. All right. I'll answer some really qu- short ones. Sarah, how long did your closet actually take to complete? You guys, it took a long ass time because we were filming it for Jeff Lewis's Amazon show. By the way, I still haven't watched the show because I really like Jeff and I'm nervous that he, that they edited him being like a total asshole to me and then I'm not going to like him anymore and I love him and I haven't watched the show. I also think that I'm such a cringe person. My voice is cringe. Everything about me is cringe. So I don't want to watch me in reality TV. I just think it would be, I think it would make me really, um, I think it would take my self-worth and really flush it down the toilet. When are favorite daughter belts coming? Guys, they're coming in February and they are incredible. Oh, I'm so ready for those things to come. Okay, I just sent you the pictures of my orange hair. <laughs> you don't need to send me. I remember. It's stamped in my brain. It was... It's so bad. No, it's so bad. We'll we'll post them when uh Oh my god, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um and I was just like, whatever. Oh, I'm 28. What skincare treatment should I be saving up for in my 30s? Hmm. I'm I'm kind of anti anti all these lasers. I really think that they can be too harsh on your skin. I really do. Oh, no doubt. But there are some that are really good. I think Clear and Brilliant is good. I think microneedling is good. Like the um the uh the surface microneedling, not the deep one, but just the one on the on your surface. I think. Uh, I don't know. I just saw some video on Instagram of someone saying look how microneedling micro ruined my face. And it gave her like terrible cystic acne. That's weird. I also think laser genesis is amazing. I think a good facialist is amazing. I think good skincare products you can change your whole skin with. If you guys have not tried the exponent serums yet, you're really missing out. They're the most potent, hydrating. They're so good, you guys. No, they're so we in, good. We, in, we invested in this company because we're so blown away by their skincare. And... um this is, I mean, it's not an ad, but we invested, like we paid money to be a part of it because we think it's so good. Exponent does such cool stuff. They have amazing serums. They, it, they're made fresh every single day. Basically they like tested all these different skincare companies and realized that if you have putting your hands in it, it's exposed to air, you're traveling with it. You've had it for more than two months, which we all have that it's not potent anymore. And so with Exponent, you literally make a fresh batch every single day and it takes six seconds. It's amazing. Wait, we have a code actually. So Montana just texted. Oh, us. we do. What is it? Yeah, what is our code? Fosters twenty for twenty percent off. That's really good. That you guys should really try good. it. Um, is, their their CMs are great. Is Sarah still investing in crypto, guys? I'm not currently investing, but I have not sold anything. My portfolio remains intact. <sighs> I have uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the? There's like all these sayings in crypto something hands like strong. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I'm just leaving it because I am bullish. What is Sarah's rug in your TV room? You guys, it's carpet. It's a carpet from Melrose carpet that I cut. I had them cut into a rug. It's not a rug. It's carpet. Melrose carpet is amazing. They, everything is discounted and cheaper and it's the best ever. Ask for Isaac. Ask for Isaac. Tell him I sent you. Thank you. 
Um, wait, we didn't finish answering how to quit a job without burning a bridge. This is what we do, Erin. Well, because you took it in this like weird direction about your haircuts, you know? I mean, you went like a little rogue on us. All right, how, so, to, how to quit a job without burning a bridge. I think it's like anything. You have to come to the table with a lot of points about how much you've appreciated being here and how much it's meant to you and how much you've learned and that you would never want to disrespect, you know, the boss and you appreciate the opportunity, but it is time for you to, you have to focus on the next thing and you've gotten an amazing opportunity. And I, I think you would start by saying, and I really hope that you'll, I hope that you're going to be happy for me because I am, I, everything I've learned here, I'm going to be taking with me and I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And I, and you, and I think you should say to them. Right, and I think you can say like, I'm scared. Like this is scary. I, this is scary territory for, for me to be in. I'm very comfortable here, but I have to take this step as part of my growth. But you also have to remember, and I love that you said you don't want to burn a bridge because I think people forget that other future employers will call this employer. That, that's how this works. Like you never know. You all, you can never be like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm going to fuck that person. I'm going to go take this. You never know. People call for references. You never know when that boss might get asked about what you were like to work with and what you were like to depart, you know? So mm -hmm. you just, you always want to, you just always want to operate from the highest uh, form of integrity possible. Agree highlights of the Kardashian Christmas party. We talked about the Kardashian Christmas party. Honestly, it was just, it was so fun. I think I'm going to go back next year. Also, oh, if a funny highlight was people kept asking me what I was wearing. I think even at one point, Kim was like, wait, what is that dress? It was Skims. Kim asked you what dress well, you were wearing and she it was wasn't, Skims? She didn't say like, what are you, but she was sort of like, wait, what is that? What is that? Like, I think she wasn't sure. She didn't know for sure. And she was like, oh, that's so weird. I don't even have that dress. It was an amazing dress. Um, Can men and women just be friends? Yes. Yes. Yes, 100% yes. I don't think every guy wants to have sex with every girl. I don't think that's true. I think every guy like probably would have sex with every girl, but they don't like need to. I think where it just gets tricky is that I think for a lot of men, I think men, even so, even more so than women in some ways, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that men can be confused sometimes within the platonic friendship because I think men really do want to be with their best friend. A lot of guys want to be with their best friend. So I think it can fuck with men sometimes being like, I've had male friends before where I'm like, where they've sort of implied, you know, a long time ago, like, I, I don't know, like, do I have feelings for you sort of thing? And I think he, they didn't, but I think, it can be confusing because men want to be with their best friend. So I think it can fuck with you a little bit. Does that make sense? I think so. But I also think that people can just be friends. Completely. How to ask your boyfriend to go to therapy to better understand himself ahead of engagement. Well, you can, uh, you can ask him if you're going to therapy. Oh my if God. You're going Aaron. to therapy. What? <laughs> How crazy is that picture? Aaron, I look like I'm like 75 years old. Aaron, you look like Grammy. I know. You, I know. Aaron, you look No, it's like, not okay. Why did I think it was funny? <laughs> Aaron, this is <gasps> devastating. I know. I am... What did Simon say when he saw this? I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, he probably thought it looked bad. 
I mean, how bad is that? All right, you guys, you need to leave a review because we really need reviews. Screenshot it, send us to us. And in and as a thank you for writing a review, we'll send you the picture. <laughs> That's a really good idea. No, I'm serious. You have to write the review. Okay, but you have to write and you have to send it to the podcast um, account though, right? Uh, what do you mean? Send the screenshot to the podcast account and then Allison will send you my, my oh, yeah. orange hair oh, yeah. photos. Send your re- a screenshot of the review that you wrote. Um, on the thing, like on Apple or whatever. And then, and as a thank you, you're going to get the picture of Aaron, <laughs> of Aaron's fucked up hair job. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm really like rethinking being so chill about it. I'm looking back and I'm like, girl, no, I know you're, this is not okay. You're too secure. I think <laughs> you're a little confused. You're a little confused <gasps> with your, with your high. Uh... I don't think I thought I looked good. I just, I don't know. It just did. I was just like, whatever. It's God, pregnancy is really just working with your self-worth and ego, huh? I wasn't pregnant back then. This is 2020. No, I mean, right now you're just like, whatever. Yeah. Send the picture of me. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to go watch the Golden Globes. So wait, am I, so am I coming over? Oh, you're more than welcome. Okay. So where are you ordering pizza from? I don't know. Do I want goop pizza? Do I want, do I want that? I kind of want like a great gluten-free pizza. You're really into gluten-free, which is funny because you don't need to be gluten-free. You know why I love it? I love it because um, it's crunchier. Oh my God. Should we, should we make, um, should we make our, oh, make a pizza girl pizza. Let's make, wait, let's just do it. I have the dough in the fridge. I have, let's just make our own pizzas. Four minutes, pizza girl grill, make your own pizza. Got the sauce. I've got the shredded mozzarella. Should we just make our own or do you want to order? What do you want to do? I mean, honestly, let's make it. It literally takes four minutes to make a pizza on the Pizza Girl oven. And then it's like homemade and fresh. Let's do it. Have we told everyone about the favorite girl? I mean, favorite girl. The Pizza Girl Pizza Grill. Should we also order Go Greek? Yes. Do you have wild blueberries and um, chocolate chips at your house? That's important for me. I have wild blueberries. I don't know if I have... um, I order chocolate chocolate chips. chips. I get them from Go Greek. I like to get the ones I know are going to be organic. Oh, I might have some, yeah. All right, where are we Where are we doing pizza? We either pizza grill it on the grill or we order. What do we do? Or we do both. I think we just make it, honestly. It's, it's easier. It's actually faster than ordering it. And it's fresh. True. I got dough from uh, Italy and I still have it, so. Ooh. Okay, well, let's just make it clear what we're talking about. Basically, this is a company called Pizza Girl. The girl who started at Caroline de More. Uh, we grew up with her actually. And there are these little pizza grills that are literally the size of a waffle maker. And you make homemade pizzas and it takes four minutes. Okay, let's go do it, girl. All right. Love it. Love it. Okay, so oh my God. Over- Montana just said they're on back order. You can't even get one. She well, but we if, already have one, but but if you for order people, for other people, right? You're like, who gives a shit? We already have one. I'm thinking about our audience, Aaron. If you order now, it'll ship in late. Oh, it'll ship in late January if you order one. You know what? This is also great for for uh, your college kid. Put it in the dorm, right? How what a great little dorm uh, thing to have. Pizza parties in the dorm. All right, I'm out. I'm gonna go. I gotta go watch. Okay, the- cool. See you soon. Wait, can I, is it weird that we weren't invited to any Golden Globe parties? I find it weird. We're like in pre-production on a very big Netflix show. How do we not get invited to anything? Well, once it once it's a hit, we'll start getting invited. No, but you, do Aaron, you want to go to any? 
I don't. It's that thing, though. I want to be invited. Mm -hmm. Of course I don't want to go. But I think it's weird that we used to get invited to all these fucking parties when, well, I guess Barely Famous was people loved it. So they wanted us around. Now they don't want us around. Yeah, that was a long time ago. You know, I think it's like they've moved on from us. And I I also think sometimes, maybe not for you. Oh, well, we also don't have a publicist. That's why. True. That's why. No, this is a perfect example. The last thing I want to do is go to a Golden Globe party, but I want to be invited to every single one. I feel like I'm a loser because I wasn't invited to any. You know what, Sarah? I say you just get dressed up and like send out some feelers and dad and Kat are actually going to the Globes. I'm sure they'd bring you to a party. That is so embarrassing. Have my dad getting me into a party? But listen, those, that's your only, that's, that's your only option. You don't have other options right now. Is dad have business at the Golden Globes? What's he going for? No. He said to me, like, we're going to the Globes. We were invited. I don't know why we're going. Oh, he's just electively going to the Golden Globes? Electively going. Well, he was invited and said yes. I got to be honest. It sounds terrible. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting black tied out to go, go to the Golden Globes? Only if I was nominated. You probably will be, by the way. That'd be so cool. How happy are you you're not starring in the show? It's not even like, I can't express it. I would be having a full like meltdown. Well, we'd also not be able to be starting production in four weeks. Oh, thank God I turned that down. (sighs) So great seeing Dax Shepard recently. We have got to- So glad I turned that down. Sarah, you're supposed to correct me and say I didn't turn it down. I was asked not to be in it. Oh yeah, we- yeah, you were asked to not. You were you weren't asked not to be in it. You were just it wasn't like that. Told. It, it was sort of like you can be in it, just not at Netflix. You can be in it, but we just probably won't make your show. You can be in it, but you'll just have to sell it somewhere else. So they didn't okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Bell's gonna be amazing. Yes, she is. We love her husband, Dax, who I just recently reconnected with. We were very you like really you really keep trying to like bring the connection. You're like, we were close, we were close, we were close. It's like no, We've but, all heard you were close. No, you no, said it to no, him no. in Cabo. No, no, it's but, just like, but you don't get it. I worry about you. I worry about you. You know, like you're like you're like embarrassing yourself at this point. Did you're you, like, Dad? <laughs> obviously, Sarah. We used to be best friends, and he's like, chill, chill, chill. I'm on vacation, girl. Yeah, right. He was like, where have you been the last ten years? <laughs> What about when I was also like, what if, What about when I was also like, uh, let's not forget where you came from. You better mention the world's first podcast on that armchair show of yours. Uh-huh. Remember? He probably hasn't done it though, right? I feel oh, like- Oh, no. And then, and then remember he goes, no, well, something nice. One person commented in a comment one time that that we should have you guys on. And we were like, okay, oh, so what'd you do about it? Yeah, we're like, <laughs> okay, is that an invite or- We are a veil. Oh, yeah. He was like- Bye. Yeah, there was no follow-up with let's, let's... Gotta go. Let's book it. Would it be too much if I wrote, should I send you avails? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my 2024 energy is going to be desperate. I'm going to just go for but it. Sarah, that was your 2023 energy, no. so I'm confused on what no, you're changing. No, no. My 2023 energy was playing it cool, okay? I've been like, they need to come to me. But guess Wait, what? Sorry, that was you playing it cool. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm scared. Oh no, I no, no. I am scared. Buckle up. My 2024. Oh I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just be. I'm putting myself. Oh god, I'm so scared. You should be. All right. When do you get that dough ready for me, babe? 
shower and head on over. I'm so upset. Wait, I is mean, your house a sick house? Because I can't come to a sick house. Or mom hasn't left her room. I told her she's not allowed to leave the room. Should I let her leave? Do not let her leave. Keep her, lock the door. Put a little bolt on it. Because I'm coming over. I do not, I cannot get sick. Well, actually, that's not true. Last night, she was like, okay, could I just have some tea? And I was like, you should probably get some, you know, you should probably get your legs working. You should probably go downstairs. Oh, no. I brought her tea, though, an hour ago before we started. Okay, so she's not leaving the room. I can't promise that. Well, if she does, she has to wear a mask. Mm. Good, good compromise. By the way, good luck getting... Mom didn't wear a mask in the at the height of COVID. True. She is an anti-masker. And I respect it. She's fucking 71. She can do whatever she wants to do. You know, let her live. She is anti-mask. Doesn't believe in them. No. No. She and is, honestly, she's the only one of us who didn't get COVID. She is not horny for the vax or the COVID or any of that. Nope. Nope. None of it. She's like, not I'm 71. Vibe. Y'all are... You all... You, you're all... Okay. Yeah. And I love that she's like, no, my immune system is just so good. I don't need any of that. She is the I'm only gonna... one in our family. Never got COVID. We're sitting here, you know, begging for the shot, like, you know, heroin addicts. And she's laughing at us. She's the only one in the family that did not get COVID. Okay. Well, we should look into that. <sighs> Chokes on us. Also, my period never been the same since I got those shots. Okay. We're not going down this road, girl. I'll see you for pizza. Okay. Let's reroute back to pizza. Okay. D- don't edit that and out. By the way, by the way, that could just be menopause. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> just saying that could just be, you know, old father time knocking on the door. What's father time? <laughs> Shut up, asshole. All right, I'm leaving. You're not welcome over. Actually, <laughs> actually you are. I'll have mom answer the door and give you a big huggy. I'll be like, mom. Aaron wants to come. Aaron wants to come over, but under one circle, you've got to be waiting at the front door to hug. You're going to compromise my child's health. You're going to compromise my daughter's health. Your niece, she'll be. It's good for her immune system to get sick in the womb. Yeah, let her build. It, let so. her build it early. All right, I gotta go. Bye, everybody. Yeah, I gotta go too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you liked it as much as we did. We have a big, big, big request for you. We do. We do. Please go leave a review. It makes a big difference for us. I was about to say, Aaron, don't sound so desperate, but we are a little desperate. We are a little desperate. We need you to leave a review. It's really important. And we don't ask you for anything. Two seconds. By the way, send a screenshot of your review and maybe we'll post it. Okay. Maybe we'll call you. Maybe we'll... Why are you rolling your eyes? Just every episode it's going to say that though. Great. <laughs> okay. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great. <laughs>